Welcome to Fear Less, an audio series designed to help you take action towards letting go of your eating disorder. My name is Jessica Flint, and I'll be your guide to helping you embody the recovered version of yourself. Like every human being ever to walk this planet, you and I are not immune to fear. It is biologically programmed into our brains. At the same time, I'm committed to not letting fear control my destiny and want you to have the same freedom. Every time we choose courage over fear, we grow stronger and receive what we desire most in regards to our recovery, our health, love, wealth, and impact in the world. In order to fully let go of your eating disorder and whatever is holding you back in life, you need to learn how to alchemize fear into courage. So let's lock arms and do this work together. Hello, my warrior loves. Today, I have Andrea Wells with me as a co-pilot to start us off on this fearless adventure. And Andrea is taking the reins as the new host of Recover Strong as I transition into the new show, Love and Learn, in the fall. And this is our little interim where Andrea and I come together to help you fear less because at the root of an eating disorder is anxiety. And when we look and we unpack anxiety, it is a future-oriented fear. So when we can start to really deconstruct fear and just take a very practical approach to objectively looking at what fear is and how we can work with it, then you're much more equipped to be able to handle it and anything that comes up in your recovery. So Andrea, thank you so much for being with us here today to talk about fear. Such an important topic. Definitely. And it's one I'm familiar with. I know everyone is to some degree, especially if you're living with an eating disorder. I'm thinking about the term fear less, and I feel like I'm in a place where I'm fearing less. So <laughs> I like it. Yes. And, you know, it's so important to like separate out the words fear less because it's truly not about being fearless. I think that can be a, an oftentimes a mistake people can think like, well, if this was working for me, I wouldn't have fear. Like, I wouldn't be scared about this. And it's not about getting rid. It's not about the absence of our fear. It's about learning to work with our fear and to, as we keep saying this word, alchemize it. Because fear is an emotion. It's an energy. It's it's a physiological response that we have. And we can start to understand it and work with it. And so it's not about becoming fearless. If you have fear, doesn't mean you're on the wrong track. And some of our fears are hardwired into our nervous system. And it takes many years of consistent practice to rewire them. And I just want you all to know that as we go through this, this is a process. This is a practice. Really working with deep-seated fears takes time. It takes patience and an immense amount of compassion to meet these scared parts of ourselves. And we will always encounter fear as humans because this, once again, is something that's biologically programmed, hardwired into us. So we want to just be aware of that and not think that fear is bad or having fear means that we're doing something wrong. Yeah. So just, I really want to put that at the top, be very patient with this process and understand that fear is multi-layered. So as you begin to look at one fear, you can start to see, well, is there a deeper fear below that? And a deeper fear below that. And so we're starting to look at what are some of our basement fears? Because these basement fears, which also can be largely unconscious, so we're trying to bring consciousness to them to start to see them in the light of day. 
these are what are ultimately controlling our reality, controlling our responses, controlling what we think we can have, do, or be in the world. So it's just important to come with an open mind as you go through this, to not have a fixed like idea or a fixed assumption of what you think is your fear and how you're going to handle it. So just bring this beautiful beginner mindset to this, open mind, and allow yourself to, to discover what's there. The lessons that we're going to be sharing over the course of Fearless are ones that I already recorded well over a year and a half. And going through them, I like it's always good to refresh the material. And I'm like, wow, these are great. You know, these lessons have a lot of information in them. And even as I've gone through the past year and a half myself, always working right to overcome these fears step by step, little by little, I have found that I've grown immensely. The fears are still there, but they've changed and I've learned more about myself in the process and have discovered more basement fears beneath them. So I just want to just really say that idea that don't stop just thinking at one point of awareness that you have it all figured out. I think that's a common mistake or just something that people can think, oh, I figured it out. I understand it. It's intellectualized. I know this inside and out. Maybe allow yourself some more time to see what comes up. Um, Andrea, have you ever had anything like that where you feel like you totally got this, you understand it, awareness is like a complete circle around it, dot, end of the sentence period. And then you're like, oh, actually, there's more to discover about that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I feel that with my body image journey, I feel like I'm in a really strong place within myself with body image and within the circle of people close to me. You know, people know my journey. I can talk about body politics, body positivity, body neutrality, like all of it. And my journey with body image healing, like I feel really safe within myself within the close people around me, within my work environment as well, which is a nice bonus. And then there's also part of that, which I think is really common for everyone in recovery is like, yeah, you can be on board in your own world. And if you're lucky with the people around you, some people don't even have that. But no matter how secure you feel within yourself on your end, there's a whole world filled with like diet culture bullshit and telling you the opposite of what recovery is. And it's so confusing. And it's so scary. <laughs> that's that's a fear that I'm still working with. Like I feel really strong in this place of recovery and body image in myself. But then I go browsing Reddit and I see comments that are fat phobic or or promoting or promoting disordered eating, which is so common. It's so insidious. It's so everywhere. And that stuff, you know, it 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 scares me. And I'm, I'm like, am I fighting a an uphill battle? <laughs> I don't feel I am. And that's the the difference of logically and emotionally, right? Which is kind of what we're talking about here. Emotionally, I have a moment of like, oh my God, I think we're fighting an uphill battle. Diet culture is going to win. And then I have a moment intellectually. It's like I, I see more and more people in the eating disorder community and outside of it being better about body image, being better about harmful disorder diet behavior. And I have hope. <laughs> so there is uh, definitely a balance of emotional fear logical things. And I've said so many times, I've struggled with severe anxiety around food, around OCD symptoms that I have. And oh my God, the amount of times I've said to people like, if anxiety, if fear was cured by logic, like that would be nice. Then these things wouldn't exist anymore. We wouldn't be scared. We wouldn't be anxious. But logic is part of it and it does help in the long term. But there is a balance of how you're feeling intellectually and how you're feeling emotionally. And you have to reconcile both those things. I'm so glad you said that because it it 
it's an experiential thing, right? To truly get to the root, like to feel fear and, and act otherwise or to feel fear and be able to embrace courage or, you know, act opposite of what the fear is telling you to do or what, what's happening, right? The fear story. That's something we're going to be talking about. It's like this story that we tell ourselves. That's the embodiment of the practice. And that actually needs to be felt on an emotional, physical, physiological level, not just this logical level. Because, right, we can always look at our fears and unpack them and be like, well, it's irrational. Or like, where did that come from? That came from my childhood uh, 30 years ago or 40 years ago or however many years ago. And it's like, I shouldn't be responding so uh, dramatically about this. Yet they do say, right, if it's hysterical, it's historical. And so when we see this fear coming up as just this... (gasps) like response that just holds you like captive and wants to just hold you back or or have you react in a certain way is feeling the elevation of the anxiety and allowing that to pass feeling the elevation of the fear and allowing that to pass because yeah. it's never going to fully go away like you said like it's a part of life it's hardwired in our biology so it's about working with it acknowledging it feeling the fear and doing it anyway that's a big motto of mine <laughs> for so many things and you can have a better life while fear is there, doesn't mean you have to have an anxiety disorder anymore if that's what you're currently struggling with. I feel like I, I used to have an anxiety disorder. I don't anymore. Do I still experience anxiety? Yes, everyone does, but it's not to the same magnitude. It's not to the same severity. I handle it completely differently. And that's what recovery really is. <laughs> it's changing your response to mm-hmm. the world around you or things that can't be avoided. Yeah. And this anxiety, I mean, I too have, I would say like a higher, more sensitivity, you could say, to in more anxious, right? That temperament. So, and there's no shame in, in our recovery games. Like if we're just pre-programmed to be a little more sensitive, uh, tending to anxiety, that's okay. And that's why going through Fearless is, is going to be really helpful to you because we will be giving you tools and strategies that you can implement so you can examine fear from multiple different perspectives. One thing too, when we look at fear, one way I like to to think about it is we experience fear, right? We experience this sensation of fear when there's an unwanted future that we think is going to happen. So it is that we we think there's a belief that this, this will happen. And the degree that we don't want it to happen and we think it will happen, that determines how much emotion we feel around it. So Andrea, you talked about, you know, body judgment from others, right? So that's thinking that it will happen and that the degree, how severe it's going to be or how judged you will feel and how much you think that will happen, then that creates more emotion. So we can think about some areas that we have zero fear around or just are pretty like, you know, okay with, we don't, we are okay with that happening, right? Because the whole idea is it's the resistance of this thing happening that creates these strong emotions. It's the actual like story we tell ourselves about this thing what it's going to do, how it's going to be so terrible. We don't want it to happen, right? Because that's the whole point. Because if we wanted it to happen, we wouldn't have fear. Like, would you have fear if you actually wanted it to happen? No. So it's like, bring on the body (laughs) judgment. Like, yes, 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 I want it. Like, then you would be like, look, you'd be excited about it. So we will get into that later about how fear and excitement are pretty much the same, but it just has to do with the level of whether we want it or we don't want it. A yes, no. And And this is part of this alchemizing it too. And some things that we can look at, I, I really encourage you as you go through Fearless to identify something in your life right now that you can see is clearly holding you back and is rooted in fear. 
And this may be a block that you're facing or just fear can be very unconscious as well. Like if you just experience things where you're getting stuck and you just can't quite like get out of it, there's generally a fear underneath that that's creating some self-sabotaging pattern because it, it it's afraid. It's afraid of what would happen if you were to change. If things were to shift, you'd be put into a new reality. And so there can be fears that can come and be associated with that. And uh, this is just a beautiful time for you to do your own personal self-reflection and exploration around exploration around like what what for you feels that there is this anxiety, this fear of not wanting it or the of, of, of getting it, but then losing it, or what could what could be your your little story, your fear story that you're working with as we go through this? Because we will at times ask you to pause and reflect and think about this. I really do want you guys to use this as an opportunity to go from theory to practice to mastery. For this, a lot of times with eating disorders, very common fears that we see as we as we um, very common fears are the fear of a changing body. So fearing what your body's set point is, what that's going to look like after so many years of controlling food, trying to control your weight, there is a, a fear of letting go of that, a fear of just seeing what happens if you you if you start to eat more and more regularly and how that could change your body. So that's a a big one, fear of weight gain or just fear of trusting your body. And another one Andrea pointed out was a a fear of being judged by others. So this is a really common fear and fearing what they may think of you, may think of your body, how they may look at and judge your appearance. So this is also just the perception of others is something that we can fear. Another one that gets talked about, but it, it tends to not be as obvious, but it's a pretty big one, is a fear of not having a purpose or an identity. Uh, Many people find that their eating disorder gives them something to focus on. It gives them something that makes them special in some way. It's, It's their thing. Like, this is what I do. This is where I put my energy and my focus. And this is who I am. So if the eating disorder becomes who you are, then it becomes very scary to let it go because who the heck are you without it? And it, it's consumed so much of your energy and your time. It's become a part of your life. And so not having that purpose, not having that identity can create fear because it's the absence of it that creates this vacuum space. It's because, because there's this great unknown So I would say those are kind of the big three. Those are just to kind of get you thinking about your own recovery. Did any of those stand out to you? Or do you have any other fears that that you want to work with as we go through Fearless? When I did these audio lessons, the ones I was really focusing on was a fear of loss and a fear of abandonment that I have. And these were set up by very early childhood conditions. But like I said, as I went through this, as a year and a half of doing deep work on this, because as I said many times before, and I'll continue to say, whenever we're truly at a point where we want to change something in our life, and I'm talking about like committed, like we're like inner resolve has been so set that this is no longer my way of being and I must change this, which is different than ah, I don't want this, this sucks, but I like am continuing to just fall victim to the patterns and have it happen over and over again. That can happen for decades and that's okay. No shame in your recovery game. But when there's a point where you're literally like, no, like, no, 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 no. It's like, this is causing havoc on my life. And this is causing problems in my life. And this is causing me to not live in accordance to what I truly want to be, to have, to do. When you get to that point, it takes many years, I say three at the minimum, to truly see it anchor and root. You can have vast improvement. You can do things differently. You can see improvements. 
massive improvements. You can start to live better. You can start to experience life better. But to actually have it root in so it doesn't just get uprooted with any trigger or any type of thing that can come in that can totally destabilize you, you need a steady, concerted effort around this. And that is important to just give yourself that. Give yourself the ability to work at these things consistently. So I have been working consistently at that fear of abandonment and loss and have been doing very deep work on a daily basis because truly this is how you make changes when you are keeping your eye on the ball. You're looking at what this fear is. So as we go through this, Andrea, is there anything that you want to kind of focus on as you go through this fearless adventure? Yeah. As we go through this, especially during this period of transition as uh, I become the host of Recover Strong, I have a fear around being in a larger body and being a host of an eating disorder podcast where unfortunately there's still a huge stereotype around the idea that people with eating disorders are all thin. And we know like the science, the data, the research shows that that is absolutely not the case, but the stereotype persists even within the eating disorder community. And I have some fears around that. I, I worry, am I going to make people uncomfortable um, talking about recovering a larger body if that's something that they are afraid of? But also, I hope to work through that and have an open and honest dialogue about that. If that comes up from other people, it might not. You know, a lot of the time I have fears around my body size. They're just fears, right? They don't really happen. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Or if it does happen, it's differently than how I feared. But I hope that we can have a dialogue about body size, no matter what it is, big, small, medium, whatever you are. And I hope we can talk about and learn and show each other that no matter what your body size is, your eating disorder is valid. Recovery is possible. And that's something that I'm going to work towards in this journey of fearless is having some less fear around that because it is scary. It's not stopping me. This is another example of feeling the fear and doing it anyway. Here I am behind the mic. I've already recorded a couple episodes and I'm still doing it and I'm going to keep doing it. Is the fear there? Yes, but I'll, I'll talk about it. I'll work through it. I'm excited to go through this journey of fearless. Oh, that makes me so happy to hear. <laughs> yeah. Cause it, no, it's truly like when it's cause you we, when we act courageously guys, we set an example and we, we show that we give people permission to do the same, which is so important. And I just commend and just, uh, your vulnerability, Andrea, to, to show up and say like that, that this is something that you fear. And for any listener who gets triggered by that, that's shadow work for you. It, it, anything that we get triggered by is shadow work because it's showing us where we do have fears ourselves or where we're also like <gasps> resistant to something. And it's okay. I have the same thing about being a, a single woman in this world, right? In this world where in, in, it's interesting because mine is less around body at this point. You know, Mine's more around relationships. And that's why Love and Learn is an exciting chapter for me. But I also kind of share with you, like, Andrea, a little bit like, wouldn't the uh, host of Love and Learn be this woman who's been married for like so many years and has like, got love on lockdown and has no problems with it? Actually, no. <laughs> she probably wouldn't be interested in doing this show. It would just be called Love then. It wouldn't be called Love and Learn. <laughs> You're learning. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And that's the beauty of it is like being our imperfect self showing up that yeah, we all have struggle. We all have areas where it's like, ah, this has been hard for me. Like this hasn't been the easiest thing. And I am learning and I am growing. And it really does give people permission to also be not okay in these areas to be struggling. And both of us will have to look at this, which which I love is 
so much of this is rooted in societal conventions and social conditioning, right? When are we expected as women to have a, a proposal by? I mean, when are we expected as women to have kids by? There's like these set things that we don't even truly like get to agree to when we come into this world. It's when you get chosen by a man, you are worthy. When you're in a body size that's acceptable by society, which is a very narrow one, then you are worthy, right? I'm not saying these are truths, but these are what we can start to believe. And these can start to dictate how we think about ourselves, how we act in the world, the decisions we make. And what happens if we were to let that go? And it's not saying by letting that go, we're not letting any of what we want to have happen in life, but just Letting that go, because if that's the controlling narrative, it keeps us trapped. It keeps us feeling less than. It keeps us in positions of shame and disempowerment. And so ultimately, as we go through fearless, it's about taking our power back. It's about understanding we are not powerless. So you are not powerless because of your body size. I'm not powerless because of this trauma. Honestly, if I'm to like, look, it's just trauma that I've been acting out in relationships that I'm ready to face and I'm ready to heal and I'm ready to work with. And no shame in the recovery game. We're all in this together. So let's dive into our first lesson here. I hope you guys enjoy it. Welcome to Fear Less, an audio journey designed to help you take action towards what matters most. My name is Jessica Flint, and I'll be your guide to embodying the next level version of yourself. And while I'm personally not immune to fear, I have been able to transcend its grips on me throughout my life. Now, on the contrary, the times that I let fear rule my life, I have seen the complete opposite results. I would find myself trapped in the fear hamster wheel, where I would excessively worry about a situation. My negative thoughts would get the better of me. I would be stressed and anxious. And the more I associated with my fears, the more they ruled my life. Now, you may be able to relate to this fear hamster wheel that just leads to this overwhelm and stress and anxiety. What I have learned retrospectively, and probably what you have found from your own personal experience, is that much of the fear and worry we experience in our heads is not necessarily an accurate reflection of what is happening around us. Fear, false evidence appearing real. We make things worse for ourselves by overthinking or obsessing over these worst case scenarios that more often than not never actually happen. <laughs> now, this leads me to a short story I wanted to share. It is a parable called The Tale of the Two Wolves. An old chief was teaching his grandson about life. And the grandfather says, In life, there are two wolves inside of us, which are always at battle. One is a good wolf, which represents things like kindness, bravery, and love. The other is a bad wolf, which represents things like greed, hatred, and fear. The grandson stops and thinks about it for a second. Then he looks up at his grandfather and says, Grandfather, which one wins? And the grandfather replies, The one you feed. Now this short parable highlights 
that feeding our fear is a choice. And the less we feed our fear, the more we can feed our courage. In this series, you are going to learn tools and strategies to examine your fear from a new perspective. Day by day, you will learn how to allow the space between where you are and where you want to be inspire you, not terrify you. By the end of Fear Less, you will have greater courage to move forward and step into the life you truly desire. You don't need to face your fears alone. You can see the light at the end of the tunnel that leads you towards a solution or a sense of peace despite what is weighing on your mind or your heart. And as we wrap up our first fearless, I want to encourage you to just take a deep breath in and a deep breath out. The greatest things in life are on the other side of fear. So let's not waste another moment of this one precious life holding ourselves back from what we truly desire. I am so looking forward to being part of this journey with you. And if you want support to cultivate the courage to face your own fears and recovery, head over to www.jointhecourageclub.com to get on the waitlist for The Courage Club. The Courage Club is a personalized support system and a supportive community to uplift you every step of the way. Picture yourself surrounded by a community of resilient warriors who genuinely care about your progress and will celebrate every victory, no matter how small, and are walking on a similar path to full eating disorder recovery. Inside, we are tackling struggles with food, body image concerns, and negative thought patterns. Head over to www.jointhecourageclub.com and embrace the journey towards a healthier and happier you. Thank you for tuning in today. And remember that fear doesn't have to hold you back. You can live with greater courage and take back your precious power. Power.